What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. It is episode 88. We're we're getting these episodes down, to be honest. That's what I'm thinking. Um, super excited today. We have a, a special guest, but before we introduce him, I'm going to say the quote of the day, and we're going to go from there. So the quote of the day is from Ryan Holiday's Stillness is the Key, and it says, a master is in control. A master has a system. A master turns the ordinary into the sacred. So that's from Ryan Holiday's book. And yeah, today's guest is Wade Holland. And I think he does so much creative and cool things that I don't want to try and like say all the things he does and miss out on a few things. So Wade, if you want to introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. Yeah. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Super stoked to chat coming out from uh cross country here, Los Angeles to Ohio, man. So we're getting the West coast, Midwest vibes going. Uh, but yeah, stoked to talk with you guys. Uh, you know, my, my background kind of spans a handful of different things, really in the creator realm, the athlete realm, um, the adventure personality realm. I'm originally from Montana. So I grew up as a competitive skier, freestyle mogul skiing actually is where I started. Uh, and then as a skier that led me into, uh, telling stories of, really just getting outside doing adventurous stuff. And uh, through years of creating content around adventure, being an athlete and also just uh, having so much energy and stoke on life, I think I have like caffeine in my veins. That sort of just like started me on this path of uh, getting other people excited about adventure and getting outside, living a full life. Um, and then uh, over the past decade, I've, I've kind of created content uh, on various series. I was on a reality TV show at one point. Um, and then I kind of worked with uh, my partner who I had just let in the door. That's who that was. Uh, my, uh, my future wife, not my wife yet, but I'll just lay it out there. But my girlfriend at the time, um, we create content together. We have a content production shop. Um, and again, just telling stories of adventure, getting people excited. Uh, and here we are today, man. I love that. I'm curious, like when you talk about your energy and stuff, I can feel it even like through a computer screen. How do you uh, like come with all this energy and to all the things that you do? Yeah, I think uh, that number one starts with uh, probably gratitude. I mean, I think I was lucky enough to be uh, born into a family that, that showed me uh, the outdoors, that showed me um, to kind of appreciate the simple things in life. I think growing up in Montana, uh, you know, it's like small town stuff, man. So you, you just appreciate uh, some of the simple things, uh, the people in your life, getting outside. And so I always start my day with writing down three things that I'm just really grateful mm. for and excited to start the day with. And I know that might be a little simple, but um, just taking that mentality into everything that I do uh, there's so much to just be stoked about in life. And like, even the simple things, man, like having good health, right? Mm. Like if you don't have that, you can't do anything. So <clears throat> I, I start my everyday with like a huge breath of just like, man, this is like a, a great day to be alive and get after it. So uh, that's like a very simple thing to start with. And then from there, um, you know, I think interacting with people talking to you guys right now, like I'm certainly a social butterfly. And so anytime I can, I can connect with other people, I feed off their energy, um, and yeah, it's, it, it's important, I think, to, uh, for me, at least I want to every day be able to leave some positive impact. And if that's mm. even just me connecting with someone and having good conversation and, and leaving a positive impact on their day, um, that gets me stoked. So mm. I, I think that right there uh, is sort of what helps me, uh, push through every day with just a ton of energy and excitement. There we go. I love that. When did you make the move from uh, Montana to LA? What did that transition look like? Yeah, man. Uh, so I actually went from Montana to Colorado first. I, okay. As I was a, a competitive skier, I went to uh, the University of Colorado out in Boulder. Mm. Um, and that's sort of why I, I was, my original goal was to be like a professional freestyle skier, man. Like that was sort of the intention. <laughs> I trained for years, did that. Um, but I don't know if you guys, are you guys familiar with mogul skiing? It's sort of a random sport. People are like, what is mogul skiing? <laughs> I'm in the process of Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. <laughs> Hit that Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's basically, I'm sure you've seen some like, it's like acrobatic trick skiing. So freestyle skiing is like half pipe, slope style. You're hitting jumps. Mogul skiing is like one of the original forms of freestyle skiing. It's 
there was like the bumps. So you hit bump, 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 hit a jump, bump, 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 hit a jump. Uh, it's an Olympic sport. So it's been around for years. It's just kind of gone out of fashion or style. Now it's just like totally retro and people are like, what the hell is that? Uh, but yeah, man, it, when I grew up in Montana, uh, that was kind of like the, the, the people that were doing that were sort of the like renegade, um, people breaking the rules on the ski hill. And I've always loved kind of seeing people do things differently, do it their own mm -hmm. way. So when I was on the ski hill, I was like, who are those guys? I want to join mm -hmm. that crew. Mm -hmm. So that got me into the sport of freestyle skiing. I started competing. I got very serious with it. So the goal was to take this to the next level and really try to get to the Olympics with it. Um, so going down to Colorado, uh, they, you know, they had a, um, a really good program. So the goal was to ski uh, at the university and, and kind of keep growing uh, through various injuries. It takes a pounding on your body, man. Like mm -hmm. mogul skiing, if you watch it, your knees are just getting rocked left and right. So like I've had multiple knee surgeries. I shattered my femur. So I've had some insane injuries, man. Um, and that was sort of what pushed me out of the realm of Hey, the next 10 years, I'm just going to ski and focus on that. Instead of that, it was more, I still am passionate about this sport. I'm still passionate about, uh, you know, the active adventure sport lifestyle, but more importantly than that, I'm, I'm more passionate about saving my body, but mm -hmm. even more than that is, is getting other people excited about that world. Um, and so that's sort of what pushed me into the more content space versus the athlete space. Um, so that's what took me to Colorado. And then after years um, I can get into a project in a second here that, that took me even further down that path. Um, but through a few different projects in the content world in Colorado, um, and then meeting Abby, uh, the woman, the part, my partner who just walked in, we met and she's a special effects makeup artist by trait. And so mm -hmm. naturally, uh, when we met, we started creating all this content and it just made sense to say, you know, uh, there's no need to be in Colorado right now because I've been here for a decade. She uh, moved in with me. We started creating all this stuff together. We started growing our team and we said, Hey, you know, before we, uh, I guess, decide to go back, well, she's from Montana too. So we said, mm -hmm. before we decide to go back to Montana or do that life, um, we really want to take this to the next level and be out in Los Angeles. And for her career and my career, this is 100% the place to be. So it helped a ton to have someone on the same page with me say, hey, we're a team, we're a partnership, let's do this together. Um, and let's kind of just dive into the deep end. And that's what we did. That's awesome. I love that you were able to pivot um, from your passion with skiing and still keep that positive energy and not kind of like, I, I think it would be very easy in that situation, like leave the sport bitter, you know, totally. if you were like, you're like, Oh, like screw this. Like my body can't handle it. I, you know, don't want anything to do with this and just go on with that kind of bitter attitude. And you kind of just, you know, pivot it over, still kept your passion for it. I I'm guessing you still ski every once in a while. Oh yeah. definitely. Yeah. And just right on to the next thing and drove that passion into something else. I think that's really admirable. I mean, it's, it's where my roots started, man. So it's like, mm. if it wasn't for that sport, I don't know a, if it wasn't for where I grew up and doing that sport, I don't think I'd be the person I am today. And even this level of energy and stoke, I have a lot of that was rooted in that sport because mm. it's like a total, uh, you know, it's a rush, man. If you like go Google some of the guys freestyle skiing and it's like, you're in the gate and people are hyping you up and it's like, I played team sports. Like I played football in high school too. So I was, uh, I played kind of the more traditional sports, but skiing, I love so much because it's like, it's you, all eyes are on you. It's like, if you mess up, everyone sees it. If you crush it, everyone sees it. So like tons of pressure, you're in the gate, people are screaming your name. It's like an intense, yeah, probably a lot where my energy comes from too, is like, you just are fueled by the passion that people are screaming your name. Um, and so, yeah, even though I've had a lot of injuries and banged my body up from it, like that's what started me on this whole path, yeah. uh, outdoor adventure action sports, man. Mm -hmm. Talking about like the start, I'm really curious in like people's stories about when they started posting content or doing things like that. Cause right now you look at people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Oprah and you see all these high people like who are at the top and you think, how can I do that? Right. Because you don't see their start. Like I didn't see Gary Vaynerchuk's start of him on Wine Library, right? So what did your start look like? And how did you keep like 
persistence and go through it even maybe when like you didn't have as many likes or followers or things yeah. like that uh so number one like focus i focused around what i was most excited about because i knew mm. that was going to be something that regardless of it likes regardless of even making money doing it i would just enjoy uh what i was doing in the actual like practitioner side of it you know mm. and so the original thing that we I started doing like right out of college, my senior year, um, it was a little bit earlier. Like it was definitely earlier in the content game. Gary Vaynerchuk wasn't even like a name back then. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube was just starting off. And uh, my good friend and I said, hey, you know, what we love to do is go out and explore these kind of off the beaten path experiences in Colorado that people maybe have never heard about and a lot of it being adventure stuff so mm -hmm. like there was an alligator farm in southern Colorado and we said hey let's go explore this alligator farm and see and apparently you could wrestle an alligator so I was <laughs> like this is crazy let's go explore it do the like wrestle this alligator learn about the people so we made this concept it was a project called the adventurous 500 and for mm. 500 days we went around the entire state and every day was a different video about some weird zany eclectic adventurous experience alligator farms um we went and did kind of like you know paragliding and telluride we did um steve-o from jackass came into one of the videos and we rapped with him so like all these weird experiences but like getting really just off the beaten path doing these things that people hadn't heard of and that i knew regardless <laughs> of what happened with that project i had such a passion for like mm. pushing myself to go out and find these places go showcase them um and just make these videos about them man they weren't highly produced it wasn't you know it was like we were started sh we started shooting these on our phone and then we started shooting these on just like a simple dslr camera um and we just taught ourselves kind of how to shoot edit i didn't go to school for film or anything like that um but it was really the motivation of uh kind of the natural explorer that i am mm. and wanting to go show those adventures and get other people excited about them which is like core to who i am uh, so we did that for 500 days, man. And the first hundred days, it was like, um, you know, not a lot of people were really seeing it. Uh, it was, it, it helped that it was earlier in the contents game because people mm -hmm. were like, what are you doing? Where can I go find these videos? And so in order, like getting press and getting attention was a little easier, I think than it is now, but the key that I'll say, uh, regardless of that's, that was back in 2010, that was like a decade ago, man. So if that's in 2010 or if that's in 2021 or if it's in 2051, the one thing I think will always remain true is like truly do your own spin on something that you have, like do your own spin to it. Take it in a direction you've never seen because regardless of um, anything else, people will always appreciate originality. People will always appreciate novelty. And anytime that you can do it your own way, people respect that, man. And that was something that we did. You know, there were, there was tons of like travel channel shows or things in more traditional lights that were like, go out and explore the off the beaten path kind of things. Mm -hmm. But the way that we did it was so like, it was different because um, number one, it was at that time, something very uh, like less produced was, was novel. Um, but the way that we funded this, I think was maybe one of the most novel components. Um, the way we set this up is that we approach businesses to sponsor it, but we said, Hey, the day that you're going to be on like one through 500, that's the cost to get on this project. So like day one, the business paid a dollar day 25, the business paid $25. So mm -hmm. the first hundred days, I was literally <laughs> going to like local businesses in Colorado, knocking on the door, being like, Hey, um, do you want to be on day 47? It's $47 to participate. And they were just like, what is this? This is super weird. You're asking me this, but like, I have $47 in my wallet. Right. So I'll just give you that right now and see what happens. So it was more of like an experience for them to just like test the waters of digital video and try something different. But it was a really easy way for us to get like a ton of content made quickly. And it got a lot of eyes because businesses started talking. Like, have you heard about these guys that were go they're going around business to business and they're asking for 15 bucks, 91 bucks. Once we crossed the hundred dollar threshold, then businesses started thinking a little bit more like, Hmm, mm -hmm. do I want to give these guys 150 bucks? 
But no joke, like the first hundred days, it was a no brainer. Like every business was like, here's $13, here's $71. Um, and so it kind of got like, it, it threw a bunch of kerosene on the fire and just like started uh-huh. it quickly. Um, and I, I don't know, I thought that was a novel thing that we did on in, in the pricing structure at all of it all that it showed sort of the gritty and craftiness that we had. Um, and, and I think that helped push that project along because eventually the state of Colorado tourism got involved and started sponsoring it. So we got it to a point to where like, eventually an advertising agency essentially picked it up. And so that's where it eventually went. But it all started with like that gritty grassroots um, doing it our own way and getting crafty and creative. And so whatever anyone is doing down the road, uh, regardless of like the cultural climate or where things are at in, in like the digital world, you know, I think the original spin that a person can have is, is, couldn't be more important, man. Mm. I like that word cultural climate. I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, man. I mean, I wrote that down immediately. I'm like, Oh, that's new. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that that makes sense, right? Like, the no, I knew exactly what you meant by it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just heard it. I'm like, never heard that, but I know exactly what he's talking about. That, that yeah. yeah, for sure. I love the grittiness of that. Um, and how kind of you started and you were okay with not knowing how it was going to go. You just yeah. knew that somehow you were going to get there. Yeah, exactly. Um, like we knew that, Hey, we can create these ourselves. And that was the power with it. Like we mm-hmm. were doing it ourselves. So we were going out every day, taught ourselves to shoot and edit And we knew we weren't going to just like make a bunch of money doing it, but that didn't really matter at the time because we were just so excited and genuinely Mm. passionate to go find these places and the experiences I was getting just by doing these things and then bringing that to other people was so fulfilling that I was like, man, I can keep doing this. And that's probably my biggest regret is I wish we would have just continued doing what we were doing for, we did it for 500 days, but I wish I would have been like, okay, let's take 500 days now to Ohio and do anything in Ohio. Let's say 500 days to California. Let's say 500 days to Europe. Like it could have been way bigger. I think having the hindsight now looking at it, but at the time we were younger and it was just like, wait, we just did 500 days and this advertising agency wants to like kind of take our concept and work with us. Awesome. Let's do it. They're going to pay us. And so that's what happened. But that goes back to the Gary Vee stuff, man. Like persistence is definitely underrated. Like mm. don't, if you, if you love what you're doing and you're able to like, at least make a living to some degree doing it, like don't give that to anyone else. Keep doing mm. it yourself. Um, because, because I think the long game is what's most important. Mm. And I truly believe if I was doing that five, like the novelty really at that time was so different that people hadn't heard of a concept like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think if I would have done that for like a decade, it would have been interesting to see where Mm -hmm. that concept could have gone. I think that's awesome that you like playing the long game and it was just diving into your passions and what you like. I imagine as a kid, like you said, you were the wild one. When someone said not to do something, you did it, right? Sure. Yep. (laughs) And so that was literally your time, your practice and what you were doing. And then you just continued on doing what you loved and it turned into a career. It turned into the agency wanting you and things like that. And I think like our childhood, a lot of people don't like look back on it and think, man, like maybe this moment, like I used to go up to people at restaurants when I was six or seven and ask them who they were cheering for. And now it's like, there's a podcast going and I'm still curious about people's stories and why they do, they do the yeah. things that they do. And it's just unpacking your childhood experiences really leads you to what you love to do and eventually what you want to get into. I think. Totally, man. Too many people lose that childlike wonder in life. I think Mm. it's so important to like, as you get older, there's like this mold that starts happening where you feel like you have to act a little different. And of Mm. course, like you, you mature and grow up and you change, but a lot of people just like throw that original, uh, yeah, I really, it's just like the childlike wonder or excitement for life, you know, seeing life glass half full kind of thing. Like you lose that naturally because you get hardened through life. But I, mm. I think what you said is so important, man, like tapping back into that, mm. I think will probably lead more people to finding really what they love and will just mm-hmm. lead to more happiness down the road for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Are there ever days where you're just just not feeling it. Like you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I have to bring all this energy. And now I'm like, maybe, maybe not like from hundred percent to zero, but maybe you're at like 75 instead of hundred. 75. Yeah. I mean, you can ask Abby that she'll probably tell you, but I would say you're probably right, man. Like 
there's days, of course, I'm a human being, man. Like I'm not going to always be at a hundred every day. Um, I think the thing that makes me a little different and it's probably just in my DNA and maybe how my parents raised me. Um, but yeah, I, I just vibrate, I think a little higher than the average person. And what I mean higher, I just mean more like, uh, I get out of bed feeling excited and, um, you know, like, I don't know, man, I'm not sure exactly where that comes from, but it's just like in my roots of, um, of just approaching life with a glass half full attitude, man. And it takes a lot for me to get really, really down. Even when I've had times of like true tragedy, obviously I'm not, I'm not even at a 75. I'm like way low, but I go low quick and come back up. Um, I'm not, I'm not really like a manic either. Like I think when a lot of times people meet me, they're like, damn, you have so much energy, like, holy shit, what's going on here. But then once they get to know me, they're like, damn, you just really have a lot of that's who you are. And mm-hmm. you, you know, cause I've, I've met some people that they really are like kind of more like true highs, true lows. And I'm not in that category. I'm more like, um, average at like a 90 all the time and then can dip a little bit, but that's just built into my DNA, man. And I think, um, at first it pushes people back a little bit like, Whoa, what's this guy all about? Um, like I remember when we first started doing these YouTube videos on the adventures 500 and the comments were just going off on like, this guy has done too much cocaine, get him out of here. And like the comments were ridiculous, but then after a while, they're like, Oh shit. Like he's showing up every day like that. Okay. So he really must be really like that. And then they'd meet me in person or some people would meet me in person. And then they'd be like, okay, that's just who he is. So, but yeah, man, I think it's important to embrace like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to come to the plate every day and say, okay, I got to be at a hundred just for mm-hmm. the audience. Because if I'm doing that, then eventually people will start being like, okay, he's putting on this mask or he's putting mm-hmm. on this show for people. And I just try to be me every day. And that just happens to be at this higher, like 90 level. Um, but you know, when there's days I'm not feeling it as much, I'll still show that. It just it's rare to see me like down, down. You know, mm-hmm. you you talked about that mask. Um, I'm really curious. Like, I know even for for me, it's like a daily thing of like <coughs> whether I put a mask on, you know, show my true and authentic self. Um, how do you come as your true and authentic self in this world that's so filled with social media? Like, look at me, like facade, facade. How do you like truly come as your, as yourself? I think it's like important just to block out like what you're seeing or hearing. Like social media is awesome. I love it. Obviously Mm -hmm. I do a lot in it, but it's super important to like not get caught into scrolling and just looking and consuming because that's just going to like affect your psyche. That's going to affect your ego. And so it's really, really important. I think to just if you're using social media, like be aware that if like, Hey, if you're creating on it, focus Mm -hmm. on just the creation part of it. And then the second piece is like, um, don't get sucked into all the other noise that's on that. Um, because if you're going to come as your most authentic self, you just want to be focusing on that. Like you just Mm want to be focusing on doing you, you want to be focusing on what you can be providing to people, how you can, um, just ultimately be your best self. And I, I think if you start taking in that other noise, it definitely plays with your head a little bit of like, Ooh, should I look like this? Should I post this it, or how are people going to respond to it? And like, I, I'm guilty of that too, man. You, I'll put something out or I'm about to put something out and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do people think about this? And I mean, I think probably Gary Vaynerchuk is probably the best at that, man. He's just truly is like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to post, I'm just going to go. And I think that's important. You know, I think too many people get sidetracked by the like uh, insecurities and ego of how they're going to be perceived. But uh, I think proofs in the pudding, the people that you can just see are like doing it and, and putting it out and, and truly being themselves. They're just like focused on what they're doing and they're not giving a shit about anyone else that's out there doing their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think the authenticity piece is like you looking in at you, man, you're your only competition. Like that's, that's how you should be looking at it and be like, be the best, push yourself to be the best. And then don't even be worried about the outside because that's just gonna, that's going to change you in a way that's probably not good. Definitely. That was, that was really powerful. Um, 
I'm guessing Abby is a part of this, um, this answer too, but with your team and stuff, how do you, you know, work with each other? And we were talking about how, you know, it's like two versus you and all that. Um, but like the importance of the people that are around you and the people that support you, like, how is that kind of, um, relationship work with you and in your mission? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, empowering people to like number one trusting these people like i think if you show people that you can trust them and and believe in what they're doing that's just going to empower that person even more so there's there's a lot that i've learned and i'm still learning man but a lot i've learned over the past decade of just like you know giving up some of that control like i'm someone who really wants to just do all the things like i mm-hmm. I, I know i'm editing i'm shooting i'm putting it out but um that's a mentality that I've had to work at over, like I said, years of realizing like there's people that can do this better than I can and give them the shot and believe in them and, and like hype them up for that. Um, and the more that I think you can kind of be that cheerleader for the people in your court um, and really show that trust to them. That's huge, man. Like the times people have been like, okay, he's letting me like run with this completely. He's showing me that like, he believes in me that does something magical for people, man, because they perform at a different level. And that's ultimately helped me because our team comes up as well. So it's really cool. I think once you, once you kind of instill that with other people and you kind of take a risk, right? Like I've obviously taken risk on people that like did not do that and it didn't work out well, but you have to do that, man. You know, you have to put yourself out to say, I'm going to try this. I'm going to put my, 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 you know, confidence in you and let's see what happens. And, more often than not people do perform well and um and the team comes up i mean wait i think if you were hyping me up i could do anything for you you know <laughs> oh shit man i love it i love it i agree let's get you signed <laughs> up man come on boys dude I'll, I'll come to the team all right whatever you need me to do <laughs> i love it i love it shit man i gotta open some new slots i guess damn um yeah. i love it yeah yeah no it's it's i think it's that's important though man like people you know human beings are social creatures. Like you want to feel like that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And, and I've felt that with other people too, man. Like I want to, I want to bring my a game to this because I believe in the mission this person's doing. And I, and I think Abby and I were just talking about that this morning, actually of like lining out that, that like mission of what we're trying to do here. Like what's the end game and how can we all try to get there? Um, you know, going back, I keep mentioning, dude, but it's true. Like Gary Vaynerchuk does a great job of lining out that mission of like, here's what we're trying to create. And I want you a part of this team. And that's, that gets missed a lot. Like for years, I, I get focused at my head's in the weeds of like, we're doing this today. We're doing this tomorrow. We're doing this the next day. And instead stepping back and saying, Hey, in the next five years, 10 years, however long, mm. this is where we want to be. This is the main goal. How can we do that? And, uh, and I think that's what gets people fired up and motivated. Mm. Like I'm showing up today because I know that's what we're going to be doing. That's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. An exercise that, that reminded me of that um, I incorporated into my business is it's what do we want to be known for? And then what are we known for? Yeah. And I'll answer that pretty much every couple of weeks in terms of um, the culture climate within my business. Cause you know, that can change with the, what are we known for? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just looking at those two, like writing it real big on a whiteboard and then just filling in the middle of what we need to do to what we're known for to what we want to be known for. Yep. Absolutely, man. And I think the the importance of your team and having that trust in relationships and others is key because like when I have an idea and I go to Sam to it, it's yes. Every time, you know, Sam's like, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, whatever. I might not be qualified. Like I've embarked on the journey of writing a book this last year and I just got to like 60,000 words. I'm working with an editor now and I'm going to publish my book as a 19 year old. Right. But when I went to Sam at first, I'm like, Sam, like writing a book, whatever. He's like, no, do it. Like, do you need these qualifications? Whatever, whatever, maybe. But if anyone can do it, you can do it. And then, then it's like, I got him in my back corner and it's like, oh shit, like I can actually do this. And yeah, when you beat, totally. when you, when you are that cheerleader for other people, you never know what you can empower them to do. And it all starts with believing in them. Totally agree, man. Like it's such a simple thing that people forget, but like, if you show that belief in someone, it does wonders for people, man. Like, and I'm all about that. I love, I love seeing people reach their max potential and, um, and, and it, it takes a team to get there. Like I, it's, it's rare when you see 
one person who can just kind of motivate themselves only. Um, like I've had cheerleaders in my corner too. And I think, you know, those are the mentors. Those are the, you know, family and friends, but people that like Abby's probably my biggest cheerleader. And that's so helpful to have a, a person in your life. Like you said, with you and your brother, like that's, that's invaluable, man. So um, I think people should look for that too and realize like, yeah, man, give that support and receive that support too. Mm. Yeah. I think the, even doing the podcast, and I know this is probably true for Gabe too, like meeting all these people that we're interviewing and connecting with. And it like, it motivates me and inspires me to also bring my best because when I, if I wake up in the morning and I'm maybe not feeling like, Oh, like, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I'm on the right track here. I sometimes I'll literally think back. I'm like, I, where were all those other podcast guests? Like they're doing the same thing. Like I got to keep going too. You know, everyone we're in this together and everyone's got that, that mission and that passion and purpose and to really just, just stay with it. So, yep. I'm curious, Wade, we ask all of our guests this question. Um, if you could text yourself five years ago, what would you say and why? And if you could text five years in the future, Wade, what would you say and why? And take a beat before you answer. You know, I, I like giving people some time, you know, think about it for a second and then respond. Five years uh, in the past, uh, or I would tell Wade from five years ago, um, probably a few things. I mean, number one, I'd probably say, um, stop debating about coming out to Los Angeles and just come out to Los Angeles. Um, I think so much of what I do now has been beneficial by being out here. Um, at the time living in Colorado, uh, I had kind of my own perception of what life in LA would be like. And I kind of was relying off of things I'd seen people, you know, the, what they've told me, but I wish I just would have, um, kind of stepped up and said, Hey, just take the risk. Like I, I definitely am good at taking risks, but there's times where even I've had to question it and not sure if it was the right move. And I've taken years to come to those conclusions, but I, I would text myself, like, just go there now. And if it doesn't work, you can always come back. Mm -hmm. um, so often I think people start worrying about the future of like, Oh, will this work out? I don't know. And instead of just taking action, I'm all about like really just taking that action first. Um, obviously think a little bit about what you're doing, but take that action and, and then evaluate if it doesn't work out. Obviously a move to LA is a, is a big move for anyone. Um, but so many people have asked me, should I do this? Should I like other creators or other people in my space? Like, should I come out to Los Angeles? And my answer is always like, yes. If you're even thinking about it, then yes. Don't even think anymore about that. Um, so I would text myself, get out here now. And maybe even more than that is, um, don't question, uh, like keep your head down and just keep pushing forward with what you're doing. Cause so often, you know, five years ago I was making videos online. Um, I was trying to kind of find my, my lane a little bit more. Um, and it's good to evaluate that stuff, but I kept questioning, like, is this what I should be doing? And it, back to what we said before, I was kind of getting distracted by everything else, looking at other people's stuff, looking at mm. um, consuming just other content. And it really, uh, I think, slowed down the process. So the biggest thing I would tell myself is like, you know, if, if, if you're happy with what you're doing right now, like happiness is key. If you're happy with what you're making, just keep doing that and stop questioning, stop questioning, simplify and go. Um, because the, the timing is, is so important. And so that would be in the realm of what I'd be texting myself. And then what, what I would tell myself in the future, damn, man, that's tough. Cause I'm trying to think like, so you're saying what I would text future person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably would. I, honestly, I mean, I kind of touched on this uh, the other day when we were just chatting, I, I would probably tell myself, um, soak in these moments of while you're doing this because it happens so fast like five years is going to go by in the blink of an eye mm -hmm. and i think too often people get caught up um people get caught up in like the future or the past i think being present is so important and is like you can't value that enough because that's a, a lot of times when some of the magic is happening when you're like truly just in the moment for it um and and I think I would be telling myself that of like, 
you know, slow down and enjoy these moments right now because these five years that just happened happened like that. And the next five are going to go even faster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's something that Abby and I've talked a lot about of like, you know, soak in the moments of the creation process that you're doing because that's special. And too often you just kind of get caught up in the hustle of like the next move, where it's going, instead of just like really loving what you're doing. How do you and Abby handle like the, the creative processes of both of you guys? Do you guys ever smash heads on things? And how do you like resolve situations like that? Uh, I mean, you can ask her, Abby! <laughs> no, she's in another room. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, she's great, man. I'm lucky because I think um, this is, a, I'll tell you this story about how we met in a second. Cause I think that plays into um, how I go about life too, is, is kind of what we're saying, like living in the moment, taking some risk and just going and not thinking. But I, I'm lucky that I found a partner that um, really embraces who I am, kind of my energy, kind of my drive. Um, I, when I found, when I met Abby, I kind of knew right away that our energies aligned and connected so well. Um, but I would say it took some time to like fully trust each other in the Mm. sense that like we trusted each other at the beginning, but like really trusting each other. Like I'm going to trust you with my life. I believe in you and there's no one else that I would give that trust to. Once we kind of cross that threshold, like you know, I would say I, I'm lucky to have an incredible relationship with with her because we don't really fight. We don't have issues. Like, of course, I annoy her. She annoys me. But nothing that's serious enough because we work, play, live, do everything. To, Yo, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, this is Abby. Um, What's up? What's up, Abby? How's it going, you guys? It's great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, so Abby, like I said, she's a special effects makeup artist. Um crazy story about Abby. When I met Abby, she had long blonde hair and she has alopecia. So she, that means like she can lose all her hair at any time, which is sort of a crazy autoimmune disease. And Mm -hmm. so when I met her, she had long blonde hair, lost all of her hair, like in the middle of our relationship, I shaved her head off and that probably, or not shaved her head, shaved her hair off her head. (laughs) uh, Yeah. The head is still intact, but shaved hair on her head. And that honestly led to kind of what we were just talking about of like the trust level went from like a 50 to a 1500 real fast. Mm. Um, and then at that point it was like, okay, we obviously get each other. We can work well together, but, um, I trust you more than I trust me sometimes. And that's a Mm. really powerful thing going back to what we were saying with like a team and the people you're working with, like giving them that level of trust. Um, it, it almost like expands a person's capabilities because mm. the level that she's gone to now, like with her career, what she's done with like our team, um, she's like hitting her max, maybe not her max, but she's like really achieving things that um, I don't think she would have thought were possible years before. So yeah, man, it's, it's cool to see uh, when you find someone that like you guys align, um, you work well together, but again, like trying to take down some of the insecurities or walls that you would maybe have from past relationships. Cause I had been in past relationships where they didn't go as well. And naturally you bring some of that into your next relationship. Mm. Um, but it was an important step to say like, okay, I'm going to like fully give this a shot and, and really put myself out there. Um, and think, she did the same. I think respect too is like for us the number one thing because that opens everything else that opens like communication if we're working on a project together where like i don't we disagree on something or we're not on the same page yeah i respect him so much that like uh, you have to take your ego out of it and shut mm-hmm. up for a second and mm-hmm. let them have the floor and like but really hear them like it respect to me opens the doors to all other flows mm-hmm. of communication and that's it like that's the only way that it works because we literally we're editing next to each other. We're filming. I'm shooting his mm. content. He's shooting mine. It's like, it's, it's one thing. And so without that respect and that flow of communication, like it, there's no way it would, it would work, but we're really lucky because we just mm-hmm. kind of like are the same person. Obviously I don't have the energy that he has, but that's been like a really good thing. I think in a really strong balancing mm-hmm. um, component in our relationship and our work and mm-hmm. personal life for sure. Definitely. Oh, I love that. Abby, in your perspective, what's Wade's biggest strength? Oof. 
biggest strength. Oh man, I could go on and on about this because there's certainly more than one, but I think probably your biggest strength. Let's see. Yeah, one. Only one. Only one. Only one. And not what he thinks is his biggest strength. Yeah, yeah. What what I know is his biggest strength. I I would probably say that his biggest strength is how do I say this? Your biggest strength is probably She never told me this, so this is all news to me. <laughs> Make or break relationship right here. <laughs> <Okay>. No pressure. <laughs> your biggest strength is probably your ability to just go for it. It's 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 the authentic persistence and the authentic communication of that. Like, what do you mean? I think so many you... people, I think so many people are really, I mean, he was talking to you guys about this, but um, I think so many people are so focused on what other people are doing. Wade literally will go in the middle of a crowd, take a microphone and ask random strangers what they think about anything. Like, <laughs> crazy things that make other people uncomfortable he has this authentic just like innate ability to communicate with others without worrying about what they think about him that like Mm. that confidence and that boldness has translated into so many different um rivers of our business and our life that just like open doors and open Mm. opportunity that we didn't know existed because he just went for it and he didn't Mm. care if they were mad he didn't care if it was a little bit (laughs) inappropriate like he just went for it very inappropriate and, a lot of that. <laughs> like, i can't do that i i can't do that and i i think that's definitely a strength especially when it comes to business and like professional growth and and um evolution that's something that i definitely struggle more with because i think i don't know just in, in my experience that's definitely been a challenge like we naturally care about what other, other people think, but in business, like the ability to just have that confidence, I guess it's just confidence. Mm. I, I think it's important just like be okay to fail too, man. Like if you yeah. go in and do something and you look stupid or you look ridiculous or That's um, That's you don't know what you're doing, like uh, the first step is just taking that step. Yeah. Like a lot of people yeah. wait and wait and wait until they're ready. You're never ready. Like just go do it. Yeah. And, um, I think that's been, like Abby said, it's been important for me, man, because the more times I've said like, all right, this may or may not work out. Um, I might fail and that's okay. But being okay with that uh, gets you to the point you want to get to much sooner than if obviously you were. And you, you see yeah. that so much in the content space too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, what was the guy that posted the TikTok with the cranberry juice on the skateboard? Uh, dog, the face. dog face. Yeah. Great example. He almost didn't post that that morning, right? That changed his entire life. Yeah, the back the backstory on that was really good. Like if you, if you read the backstory on what he was doing that morning, he talked about that. He was like, I didn't know if I was going to shoot this. His car uh, broke my, down. Yeah, his car broke down on the side of the road. So he's like, I just got to get to work. And he's like, I'm just going to get on my longboard and go to work. And he's like, I don't know if I'm going to make a video, but he just was like, I guess why not? I'll do it. And that video changed his life forever. And Wade, like our story is that Wade, Wade reached out to me randomly, like four years ago when we, you know, we didn't know each other yet. And he took a chance. He took a helicopter up to Vancouver where I was studying makeup. And Gotta go big, man. There we go. There we go. Because he couldn't, like, he couldn't afford a helicopter. Yeah. I get this. This is the story. It's golden. He took this helicopter because he literally, he could not get to, he was on Victoria, at, in Victoria, BC. So there's could a, not the, get to the island or the, the place where I was in Vancouver. And the ferry was booked. Couldn't get a ferry ride. Couldn't get a plane. Like, all the seats were booked or whatever. And the only other option was he found this helicopter company and he told them he'd make them a video in exchange for a ride. And he just sent it and found me and came, came to visit me, reached out <laughs> and asked if I'd be down to meet. Like that's, that is like so much of what makes him into like the person that he is, is that confidence. Just like, go for it. It might, he could have met me and I could have been crazy. Like, <laughs> a lunatic and he'd be like, who is this girl? But he took, oh, like, she's he took that chance, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, I mean, it's true, man. I, I was like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to go see her because yeah. I was on Vancouver Island, which is just an island right off of Vancouver. And so I was in the town Victoria and the ferry wasn't running that day. The little prop planes, I, we talked and I was like, hey, let me just come meet you and see what you're all about but I couldn't get over there. And so I could have just said, oh, this isn't going to work, you know, pass. 
I'll never meet this person in life and go on with my life. But I said, ah, no, I really want to see if this is going to work. And I saw there was a helicopter company that did like a, one flight a day over there. So I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to roll the dice and see what happens. Why not? Worst, worst case scenarios. They're like, get out of here, beat it. So I just rolled up to them and said, hey, this is who I am. Um, this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to go meet this person. I have a camera with me. If you just let me get on your helicopter, I'll shoot a little 30 second video for you guys. And I knew they would either say like, yes or no. That was literally what yeah. was going to happen. So I had a 50-50 and they were like, you know, this is a weird request, but like, get on, just get on the, get on the flight. So they were just entertained by, I think the audacity to even come up to them and ask something like that. And then I got on the flight and I shot a little video of crossing over the channel to get into Vancouver. Uh, and the cool thing is like, I have footage of the actual first day we met of like this whole experience landed told abby where to come meet me i met her and it was just like right away we're like oh man these like this is real the energy is on point uh you are someone i want to be with and then within like a month i convinced her to move to denver and she moved to colorado with me and then within like a couple years moved to los angeles and we've been out here ever since man but that that like that audacity did it that, that authentic persistence yeah mm. exactly I mean, again, oh, yeah. what were the worst case scenario? They'd say no. And I would yeah. turn around and be like, all right, okay. I guess I'm not yeah. going to meet you or something. But it was, it, it's those moments in life. I think so many people miss where it's like, mm. it's these inches that like, it was a tiny little move that I made, but the ripple mm. effect has been massive. Like if I wouldn't have met Abby, I, you could argue I might not even be in Los Angeles because that was a huge impetus of coming out here was the fact that we met and I'm like, wow, you're a special effects makeup artist. Like we have to be in LA. There's not even a market for that stuff in Denver. So it was little moves of like, if you do this tiny thing, go left or go right, that could change your life. And that goes back to the dog face story, tons of stories like that in life. And I love hearing them because you, you don't think of life like that. You think of these big moves of like this person's on, or this person's doing this, but it's like, a lot of the time it's these tiny, tiny like pivots or incremental changes that lead to these massive growth changes, you know? Mm, so powerful. Tiny, so, tiny moves, big ripples. That's tiny it. moves, big ripples, man. That's that might be the, the title that, of the podcast. Yep. I wrote it down because when he said that, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> tiny moves, big ripples. There we I go. Love it. There we go. Um, uh, I'll let you guys keep going. I was about to say, Abby, Abby we'll, yeah, we'll have you on the podcast time. next time, right? Love it. Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. You guys so got to check out her, her stuff, man. It's silly. Like, it's so crazy. So she does a lot of, like, um, when I mean special effects makeup artists, like, she turns herself into characters. And so this past year, her cool story is she used to work on people, like, for TV and film out here. Oh and then when gosh. the pandemic happened, all that shut down. So then she started doing work, like, on her canvas, on her face. And it just like, it caught fire, man. Like she, she grew on TikTok. She started just blowing up online and um, the, the looks were crazy. Like she turned herself into Dr. Phil. She turned herself into like Yoda. She turned herself into um, all these fun characters that are just so, so wild. And she looked just like him and people were just like, wow, who is this? So it's a cool. I, mean, I have this canvas. Like I, you know, I don't, I literally don't have eyebrows. Like who can say that? That's such an right. interesting life experience why not turn it into something creative and dope? so it's, it's it's dope man it's really cool to see like her artwork artwork explode because of covid that's mm. that's my girlfriend would love you um what's your instagram yeah mine is abby ren artistry a b b y w r e n and then artistry yeah there's everything from like I don't know, we just did something with uh, Sour she, Patch Kids, which was really fun. And she did a Sour Patch. Let me see. I'll, of, I'll think of a good one. I do a Halloween <laughs> series every yes. year. That's a blast. Oh, so yes. scroll down a little bit and you'll see the post from October. That in Halloween, like every day for 31 days, she just drops like a, a mind-bending look. And they're crazy, mm. man. Like every day I'm waking up like, who are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I want to watch. <laughs> no wonder Wade wakes up excited. He yeah, never exactly. knows, you know? That, like That's the key right there. I forgot to mention that little tidbit as well uh but yeah take a look man her stuff's fun you guys should you guys should have her on because it's it's uh yeah, it's cool to see chat. it pop the past year and the bald head like obviously is like you know keen for a lot of different characters which is fun i love it though like coming as your true and authentic self again <laughs> yep. and then like that plays a role in your passion and what you do 
and what yeah. you create. And it's just like so beautiful, like just being your like being yourself and finding your passion through that. It's so powerful to to see. Yeah, it is beautiful, man. I'm glad you said that because the beauty is so real. Like when I met her, it's crazy. Like she's so much more confident and comfortable with herself now. And she doesn't have any hair on her head or like nothing. It's crazy. And like so many women, I think that's like a traumatic thing to go through. Right. And mm. when I met her, she had so many other insecurities and by like shedding her hair, she shedded those insecurities with it. Mm. It was really, really cool to see this process of the confident person she's become of going through that. Um, yeah, but I, don't know, I won't, you can tell your story when you guys talk at some point, but it's, we'll it's, it's tight, man. It's cool to see that, you know? Yeah. I'll let you guys <laughs> finish up. We'll totally have to touch base. Just, yeah. Let me know when, we'll make it happen. That's Sounds awesome. Perfect. It was great meeting you. All right. <laughs> Look, Wait, I want to be, man. Oh yeah, that was, that was great. I want to be respectful of your time. So I want to, yeah. I want to thank you and acknowledge you for, for being the person that you are. And then I don't know if Abby can hear me, but you can tell her later. I want to thank and acknowledge her for being the person that she is. Thank um, you. <laughs> there we Gabe. any, any last minute? No, I'm just like, I'm super happy that, you know, when I, when you look at someone's Instagram and you always have that, that thought of who they are, but really like uncovering who you actually are, Wade has been an awesome experience. And like Sam said, I really appreciate you. And just like, want to take this moment to honor you for doing what you're doing. And that's something that I think everyone can take away from this podcast is whatever you're doing, come as your true and authentic self and you can't go wrong. So again, I appreciate you. And if really, if you ever have job offerings, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. On that note, I'll say, I love when people do that though, man, that's such a, like, I know you see all these things that like Gary V post that stuff, right. Of like someone just hitting them up. But I will say as someone who's like, been hired and also has hired people. I think that is such an, like a, an under, like a mistrait by people is like, again, take that chance. Take, like mm. that shows that person that like, all right, they're willing to go for it. And I want someone on my team to be that way. I don't want them to be like hesitant to think, no, like let's move, let's make stuff happen. Come on. So if someone approaches me like that, like, I love it, man. So I don't know if I'm going to pull you on, but I'm just saying that like, I don't even know if you're being serious, but I'm, I'm telling you, don't lose that trait, man. Cause that's super awesome. Like persistence, you, you can't, you can't value that enough because that's something that shows so many people like, yes, this person wants it. Hunger is awesome, man. Mm. And never lose that too. Like I, I I'm still like that too. And I want other people to see, like, if I want to work with a brand, if I want to work with a person, if I want to collaborate, like I'm going to tell them and I'm mm. not going to like, you know, dance around it. For so, sure. Just a thought, Definitely. man. No, uh, I, I love that. My back, you, turn, my back is going to turn off right now. I got to make sure I'm here for my job offering, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't end it like that, man. Job offerings out the window then. I uh, know I'm playing, man, but I, I appreciate you guys too. Thank you for reaching out and, and making this happen. Um, it's really cool to chat with uh, like-minded people and I love to hear what you guys are up to do and it's a cool podcast you guys are doing and um, hope we can connect again. If I'm ever in Ohio, man, I'll let you guys know. Or yeah. If you're out in Los Angeles, of course, let us know and we'll uh, we'll probably be talking again soon. So I appreciate that. For sure, Wade. Thank you. Of course, man. Talk to you soon, guys. All right. Peace. peace. All right.